For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's, that's just tremendously exciting because it is a promise. I believe it's true. I believe that when we, when we do those things, when we help those people, as Steve was just talking about, um, we're storing up treasure in heaven. He also says, be dressed and ready for service and keep your lamps burning like servants waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet. So that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. The servants need to be so ready to open the door because they're dressed and ready. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. Have you noticed that before? Jesus is saying the master himself, he will dress himself to serve you because you are ready. So powerful. Another one. It, this is the same passage in scripture. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready even if he comes in the middle of the night or toward daybreak. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Then Peter asked the question, Lord, are you telling this parable to us or to everyone? And the Lord answered, and he answered, I think, for leaders, primarily here. Who then is the faithful and wise manager whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their food allowance at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. So when the Lord gives us something, we use, use them the way he wants us to. And we feed the sheep. But suppose the servant says to himself, my master is taking a long time in coming, and he then begins to beat the other servants, both men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and in an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers. We don't want to not be ready. We don't want to be doing the wrong thing when Jesus comes back. Because that is a very powerful uh, prediction or promise of what will happen. But... The servant who knows the master's will and does not get ready or does not do what the master wants will be beaten with many blows. That just reinforces what we just said. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. So there is a difference from every, and this is what we want to focus on, from everyone who has been given much, 
much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Have we been given much? Or have we been given little? It's just so obvious we've been given much. And so, by logic, much will be demanded from us. So I want to tell you about six treasures, six treasures in heaven missions. Treasures in heaven for us as we help these people get where they need to be. In Venezuela and Ecuador, there's a man named Benito Hogan. And I have to describe him as an itinerant preacher. He travels around and does the work of God. Also in Venezuela, Venezuela, in Maracaibo, at the Church of Christ, there is a children's and parents outreach going on in a very troubled country where we've helped them with some food and some money for food for the children. And uh, they're very grateful, which I hope I'm going to be able to show you in a minute. And then there's around the world, in northern India, Peter Singh, who is Beulah McHale's brother. Uh, he's training preachers and preaching the gospel in villages with those preachers. And then in southern India, there's Rajendra Prasad and the Kandahar Bible School, which trains preachers and village ministry ongoing as well. And then finally, we support, oh, not finally, sorry. In Haiti, there's Jean Beauvais, who works with the Sanofi Church of Christ, and recently conducted a conference in a little village called Vene. And I hope to show you some video of that one. Um, okay. And then Eastern European Missions is the last one. And they distribute Bibles all over Europe um, and into the Soviet Union, or the, uh, into Russia. So, um, and they've been doing that for years and years. So those are the main missions we support. But I want to tell you, talk about why we support these missions. Each one is helping to make disciples of Jesus. And we know that because we keep track of them, we visit them, we talk to them, we have personal connections with them. Each one has servant leaders who are especially good at following Jesus. That's the kind of leader Jesus wants, somebody who's especially good at following Jesus. And these guys are. They're heroes. I'm going to show you the pictures in a second. Each one is following a proven system. They're all a little different, but they've worked it out, and they're effective in the way that they work. And we do have a basis for trust. We know someone there, or we visit them, or, or there are other people that talk to us about what they're doing. And that helps us to understand what's going on. And so we don't mind sending them our money because we think we're putting storing up treasures in heaven by doing that. Each one of these missions could do more with financial support. And so we think that what we're doing is helpful to them, helping them to grow and to reach more people. So here's Benito. Um, at last report, he was somewhere near Ecuador, um, but uh, he is he is moving around. Um, here's a group of heroes from the Church of Christ in Maracaibo. Uh, 
Um, they are leading this children's ministry and the church there. We have Prasad in southern India. We have Peter Singh in northern India. Oops. Yes, there's Jean Beauvais and his wife Mona. Who Jean uh, is in Haiti right now. Mona is back here. She works and goes down there from time to time. And she sent back some pictures. So I'm sure. Eastern European missions. This is just a class of kids in Eastern Europe, and they they, they get Bibles. They get study materials. Um, and um, we're back at the beginning of the presentation. Oh, now we're in the right place. Thank you. Okay. But we have some other missionaries. The Flannery family and the Waller. Uh, I don't know if they're in Honduras right now, but they went to Honduras uh, this past week. And uh, with their families, and they're doing mission work there. There are also some other people from this congregation who went to Honduras. There's Gio on the left. He's there. And now we also have Ashley and Marsha in the front row, and I guess they did sort of a medical uh, uh, mission. Is that right, Ashley? Yeah, it says, it says they treated 868 uh, patients. What's that? In four days. <laughs> okay, so the waiting time was not very long. There's <laughs> a guy in the back row there that I think is Dave Vaughn. Uh, but, I don't, you know, no, not really. He just looks a lot like Dave. He's so David. David, be there. Okay, and then we have, I just wanted to point out these two stars. Can you see them, Ashley and Marsha? So thank you guys for doing that. Thank you for having the heart for that mission. Okay, so here's a little map. We're going to get started. We're going to talk about Benito first. Um, Honduras. You can see where that is. That's uh, Central America. Maracaibo is in northwest Venezuela. And Benito is reported all over the place. That's why there are three arrows there. Um, so, where in the world is Benito? Um, he's an itinerant preacher. He goes down roads like this, which is, I think, in uh, probably in Ecuador. He visits people, he sings with them. He encourages them, he makes friends, he visits some more, he cares for people, he's baptizing people, and he's teaching people, and he's celebrating with them when they know the Lord. So he's also checking some livestock when that is needed, and they built cows down there too. So. You know, it's all part of the mission. He is explaining immersion to somebody here to make sure they uh, put their hands up. So anyway, Benito's doing a lot of a lot of work and giving himself to uh, traveling around and spreading the gospel, uh, telling people about Jesus. So, what, so he's a hero. Oh, he's also seeing some good people, and when he's in the mountains, they dress warmly. Okay, here's a, here's a recent report from the Church of Christ in Maracaibo, and uh, uh, yeah, this was May's report, so I'm going to show you some photos from 
what they're doing down there. They have a Bible activity with the, the children, and this time it was Jesus feeds more than 5,000. Um, they distribute food, so they give the kids a good meal. Um, you can see there are a lot of kids that take part in this. Kids wall to wall. Um, this is macaroni and bananas, and the second course of the meal, I think. And uh, they had 85 kids there this particular day, and 14 adults helping out. Um, and they.
Um, this is Peter Singh in northern India, the city of Bilaspur. Um, you can kind of see that's uh, in the northern part of India. And from Bilaspur, um, he is reaching out, training preachers to reach villages around Bilaspur in northern India. These are some of the preachers that are in training. Um, just recently, we sent quite a bit of money from this contribution in anticipation of today because they were undergoing a severe drought, which actually sounds scriptural, doesn't it? Um, they were undergoing a severe drought and didn't have water. Didn't, didn't have water at one of the churches, didn't have water at Peter's, didn't have water at Michael's, who was one of the servants there. And um, so we helped them drill wells. And two of the wells got struck water, one of them didn't, but in a short while, the rains came, and so the well that was dug started started giving water as well. So we praise God because all of that worked out. These are waiting for the drilling to go on. This is Works in the villages. You see little blue dots on the screen. He's working in all of those 
those villages and more, uh, and even across India, the basic mission of Prasad's work is the Telugu language uh, in India. And so he goes to anywhere that will listen to the word. Um, small groups, big groups, um, telling people to leave their idols, and he makes disciples who make disciples, the preachers in training. And we saw some really beautiful people in
go to the church, and I don't want anybody to put it in the car. So they've all got a pile up in the car. I want you to see a little bit of a ride up the mountain to Benet. By the way, Katie is... Everybody in the car now. We really need to go to the church. Everybody here. A lot of difficulty in Katie these days with the political situation. There's the beach. Going up the mountain. That sounds like India. building at Benet, where they will uh, get out and go to the building. That's the building right there. That's the inside of the building. Okay. We'll get this posted in the interest of time. I'm gonna... that's, that's Jean. Doing Bible study there with people arrived early for the conference, and we have some more uh, pictures of the conference. No cushions on those seats. There's a large group there. Most, most of the main meeting seems to have been at night. Front row seats. These are the teens on the front row. Uh, that's in the restaurant. Love this picture of a little somebody running and somebody Second night of the conference, they're giving away Bibles in these pictures. Uh, these are probably the Bibles that we paid for a while back. And the young preacher there, and packing up. So that's Haiti. So let's talk for a minute about Eastern European missions. Their slogan is, we want everyone to get it, and they're talking about the Word of God. So they're trying to print and distribute as much, uh, as many Bibles and, uh, and good, solid teaching materials as they can. That's what they do. They, uh, 49% of uh, the book value is Bibles and New Testaments, 32% youth Bibles, other 19%. The languages you probably can't see there, 25% percent Russian, 21% Ukrainian, 20% other, many other languages, 16% Bulgarian, and uh, uh, Romanian and Hungarian. 
the countries served on a map. Um, 30 countries overall, they say, and 22 languages. Some of these people don't have modern translations of the Bible, and they've been helping with that as well. Um, the story of Eastern European missions is a long one, and it's very exciting. It started with people smuggling Bibles into Eastern Europe. Yeah, so, um, six people went to Vienna, Austria, uh, to be, and began to hear calls from Eastern Europe. In 1962, a church in Texas provided a printing office machine um, to help the missionaries in Europe, and they began print, printing in languages of Western Europe. Mission team members began smuggling Bibles, and, and this continued until 1989. 70,000 requests were received and fulfilled. That was back in 1990. The Russian Minister of Education requested the Newcomer's Guide to the Bible uh, in Russian in 1996. Um, they had Million Dollar Sundays to get uh, Bibles in public schools in the state of Altai, Russia. Uh, the second one, the 44,000 Bible bundles to Russian families who, who requested them in 2000. Bibles were placed in all public schools in the state of Tomsk, Russia. In 2005, um, they appeared in EEM partners with Mission Ukraine, appears in nationwide television broadcasts, resulting in hundreds of new churches in Ukraine. In 2016, uh, EEM completes distribution in 50% of public schools in Ukraine, provides 100,000 Bibles in Arabic and Farsi as refugees travel through Greece and Europe. And in 2017, EEM distributes over 1 million Bibles and Bible-based materials in 30 countries in over 20 languages. So a lot of a lot of history, a lot of exciting stuff. They're just working very, very hard to get Bibles out to people who want them, and there are a lot of people who want them. So we're talking about people all over the world, souls that God wants to save, and we're talking about treasures. In heaven, which we all want. And um, so I think we rejoice. Uh, we got a lot of people working very hard, doing very good things uh, around the world, and um, we're, we're blessed to have some personal connections so we can keep track of these folks. And so uh, it's, a, it's a truly a privilege and a blessing to be able to, to help them. Um, and it's, it's what we're expected to do. And we don't want to be found not ready, not working when the master returns. So let's be glad uh, we have treasures in heaven. And uh, let's pray for those, those folks. In fact, I want to ask you to bow with me and let's pray. Almighty God, our Father, you, you have blessed us so greatly. We know you require much of us. And Father, we know that we can uh, 
can please you more, and, and we love you, and we just want to help others know you the way we do. Um, Father, help us to grow. Be with us, and uh, help us to be generous, and help us to be grateful, and um, thank you for every blessing that you've given to us. Help us to do our part in your work. In Jesus' name. If you have a prayer request or any other need, please uh, come on down as we stand and sing a song. Open the eyes of my Lord.